Patriots and other interested parties. I am Deep Cover Patriot with The Republic Stands. Today is Sunday, April 18th, 2021, and we are going to discuss the week ahead. First, a disclaimer. I am not a lawyer. I am not a doctor. I am not a financial advisor. Nothing in this episode should be considered as financial, medical, or legal advice. I do not call for or support unconstitutional, illegal acts of or planning for violence. Any hope of restoring the Republic lies in supporting and abiding by the Constitution. The regime is coming down on us like a hammer. I wish not to give them leave to increase the pressure and shorten the timeline. This coming week will be, once again, full of gifts and prizes for all of the contestants. Yesterday I asked a friend of mine how he was. Now I happen to know that his wife is about to give birth to their third child in as many years. There is some lockdown-related business trouble. He needs contractors, etc. He did not mention any of this in his response. He simply said, Man, you know, it's like Groundhog Day. Every day, day in and day out, the same thing. He asked me how I was. I said, truthfully, Right now I'm standing on top of the ground. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Everyone nodded in agreement, and it was a little depressing. Derek Chauvin may indeed find out this week what the future holds for him. And when we all find out that he was either acquitted or charged with manslaughter, the cities will erupt and we will once again be torn asunder by mostly peaceful protests. Folks, this is not an assumption, nor is it an educated guess. The radical left commie stooges have been stating openly for weeks that it is what they will do in Portland, Oregon. Brooklyn Heights and Minneapolis can attest to the veracity of their intention. It has already begun. Look for developments in Chicago. Mayor Lori Lightfoot may have a few things to say, respond to, or react to in the media. Or maybe not. There may be police body cam footage released showing either an act of domestic violence between her and her wife, or perhaps a more salacious body cam recording involving a female member of the protection unit assigned to the mayor. Or perhaps, theoretically, it would come out that someone that the mayor was spending quality time with on the side, perhaps at a no-tell hotel in Elmhurst, in a room paid for by, allegedly, city of Chicago, that this paramour's secret was that she had a paramour as well, and he was arrested with an illicit firearm. And it's theoretical and alleged, perhaps, that said estranged love interest demanded of her honor that she fix this, or calls would be made, and it was fixed. And could it be possible that calls were made anyway? So all or none of this may come to pass. Perhaps this was just an exercise in mental agility. Maybe none of this happened. Maybe this is all conjecture and theory, or not. But it is interesting that the shine is coming off of the lamp throughout the country, and these depravities and crimes are coming to light. Mike Adams is a legend, and is many times first to the sources of information, from whistleblowers to other insiders. 
The following is from an interview posted on LifeSiteNews.com entitled, Exclusive, Former Pfizer VP, quote, Your government is lying to you in a way that could lead to your death. For LifeSite, Patrick Delaney interviewed Dr. Michael Yaden. From the article, quote, Dr. Michael Yaden, Pfizer's former vice president and chief scientist for allergy and respiratory, who spent 32 years in the industry leading new medicines research and retired from the pharmaceutical giant with, quote, the most senior research position, unquote, in his field, spoke with LifeSite News in a telephone interview. He addressed the demonstrably false propaganda from governments in response to COVID-19, including the lie of dangerous variants, the totalitarian potential for vaccine passports, and the strong possibility we are dealing with a conspiracy which could lead to something far beyond the carnage experienced in the wars and massacres of the 20th century. Quote, there is no possibility current variants of COVID-19 will escape immunity. It is just a lie. Yet the governments around the world are repeating this lie, indicating that we are witnessing not just convergent opportunism, but a conspiracy. Meanwhile, media outlets and big tech platforms are committed to the same propaganda and the censorship of the truth. Pharmaceutical companies have already begun to develop unneeded top-up booster vaccines for the, quote, variants, unquote. The companies are planning to manufacture billions of vials in addition to the current experimental COVID-19 vaccine campaign. Dr. Yaden continues, Regulatory agencies like the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the European Medicines Agency have announced that since these top-up vaccines will be so similar to the prior injections which were approved for emergency use authorization, drug companies will not be required to perform any clinical safety studies. Thus, this virtually means that design and implementation of repeated and coerced mRNA vaccines go from the computer screen of a pharmaceutical company into the arms of hundreds of millions of people, injecting some superfluous genetic sequence for which there is absolutely no need or justification. Why are they doing this? Since no benign reason is apparent, the use of vaccine passports, along with a banking reset, could issue in a totalitarianism unlike the world has ever seen. Recalling the evil of Stalin, Mao, and Hitler, mass depopulation remains a logical outcome, unquote. Dr. Yadin concluded by giving a rather chilling epitaph to his previous statements, quote, I must return to the issue of top-up vaccines, booster shots, and it is this whole narrative which I fear will be exploited and used to gain unparalleled power over us. Please warn every person not to go near top-up vaccines. There is absolutely no need to them. As there is no need for them, yet they are being made in pharma, and regulators have stood aside, no safety testing, I can only deduce they will be used for nefarious purposes. For example, if someone wished to harm or kill a significant portion of the world's population over the next few years, the systems being put in place right now will enable it. It's my considered view that it is entirely possible that this will be used for massive-scale depopulation. Unquote. As it stands, folks, there is nothing we can do about the effects of the vaccine. That ship has sailed. What we can do is pray, live our lives the best we can, 
and have hope and deliverance. This week in Congress, here is what to watch out for. Senate Bill 937 ordered that on Monday, April 19, upon the conclusion of morning business, the Senate resume S-937, a bill to facilitate the expedited review of COVID-19 hate crimes and for, quote, other purposes, unquote. Now, friends, as introduced in the Senate on March 23rd, just a few weeks ago, the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act states, quote, This bill requires a designated officer or employee of the Department of Justice to facilitate the expedited review of COVID-19 hate crimes and reports of COVID-19 hate crimes. It defines COVID-19 hate crime as a violent crime that is motivated by two things. First, the actual or perceived characteristic, race, or ethnicity of any person. And secondly, the actual or perceived relationship to the spread of COVID-19 of any person because of that characteristic. The bill requires the Department of Justice to issue guidance for state and local law enforcement agencies on how to establish online hate crime reporting processes in multiple languages and how to expand culturally competent education campaigns. Additionally, Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services must issue guidance on best practices for mitigating racially discriminatory language in describing the COVID-19 pandemic. Unquote. So, who are the unvaccinated and where do they live? The New York Times earlier published on Twitter a map of the United States of America entitled Federal Government Estimates of COVID-19 Vaccine Hesitancy. We are hesitant, folks. We're hesitating. We're not quite there. We're not fully convinced. We haven't made up our minds. We're going to do it, but just not right now. The estimated share of adults who may be hesitant to get the vaccine is divided amongst counties where a majority of residents voted to re-elect Donald Trump. As a matter of fact, the New York Times examined vaccine data for nearly every U.S. county and found that both vaccine confidence and actual vaccination rates to date were lower on average in counties where a majority of residents voted to re-elect Donald Trump. So I wonder... If this bill applies to the inevitable persecution, bullying, coercion, and downright extortion that is now beginning to be exacted upon those of us who are holding the line against a poison jab, could we use this to avoid persecution under the domestic terrorism bill? Soon, we who love God, the Republic, and will not get vaccinated will be considered a threat to public safety. Will this help or harm us? something to think about. Let's see what happens with this. Another bill that is, is equally important and needs to be monitored is the Domestic Terrorism Bill, or H.R. 350, introduced in the House on January 19th of this year. The Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2021 states, quote, 
This bill establishes new requirements to expand the availability of information on domestic terrorism, as well as the relationship between domestic terrorism and hate crimes. It authorizes domestic terrorism components within the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Justice, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation to monitor, analyze, investigate, and prosecute domestic terrorism. The bill goes on to state, the domestic terrorism components of Department of Homeland Security, Department of Justice, and the FBI must jointly report on domestic terrorism, including white supremacist-related incidents or attempted incidents. So we have, perhaps, the use of pre-crime. Department of Homeland Security, Department of Justice, and the FBI must review the anti-terrorism training and resource programs of their agencies that are provided to federal, state, local, and tribal law enforcement agencies. It creates an interagency task force to analyze and combat white supremacist and neo-Nazi infiltration of the uniformed services and federal law enforcement agencies. And finally, it directs the FBI to assign a special agent or hate crimes liaison to each field office to investigate hate crimes incidents with a nexus to domestic terrorism, unquote. And on March 5th, a few weeks ago, this chicken shit piece of legislation was referred to the Subcommittee on Crime, Terrorism, and Homeland Security and for action by the Committee on the Judiciary. There are many important points to take when reading this summary, but for me, what stands out is the last sentence in the summary, which I will repeat here. It directs the FBI. Now, we already know that the FBI is being refashioned into the Gestapo, or the GRU, of the Communist States of America. And so it directs the FBI to assign a special agent or hate crimes liaison to each field office. So this is your KGB agent in the room that nobody acknowledges and who records and monitors everything that is being done and said. And bring to the investigators of each office the cases upon which they will expend their energies. Going back to the bill, to investigate hate crimes incidents with a nexus to domestic terrorism. So we have the legal mechanism by which Christians, patriots, etc. may legally be singled out as domestic terrorists upon the whims of low to mid-level functionaries within this new bureaucracy. Friends, we may be at the beginning of this journey, and there are many possibilities ahead, many of them not so good. But remember, you are an American. No one can take away from you your fighting spirit, your love of God, family, and country. The American's Creed was written in 1917 by William Tyler Page, an employee in the House. 
The creed was formally accepted by the House as the Americans' Creed on April 3, 1918. And it reads thus, I believe in the United States of America as a government of the people, by the people, for the people, whose just powers are derived from the consent of the governed, a democracy in a republic, a sovereign nation of many sovereign states, a perfect union, one and inseparable, established upon the principles of freedom, equality, justice, and humanity for which American patriots sacrificed their lives and fortunes. I therefore believe it is my duty to my country to love it, to support its constitution, to obey its laws, to respect its flag, and to defend it against all enemies. What do you believe? Whom do you go to in moments of doubt and fear? When you stand before God to account for yourself, will you have anything to add when they get to this point and God says, and then what happened? These are things I think about more and more than ever before. So with that, friends, I pray to God in Jesus' name, blessings upon you, your families, and your loved ones. I also pray in Jesus' name that God protect and preserve our brethren and restore the Republic.